Alright everybody, welcome back to the Nothing Show. Today is going to be NFL Tuesday Night Rundown Week 8. Very excited to bring you guys this episode. I've got a pretty unique idea going on for today, so I appreciate you guys listening. Let's get right to it. So for today's episode, I asked a question on my Instagram. I said, ask me anything and I will answer it on my podcast. So we're going to be just doing just that. Um, if you didn't know, my Instagram is pigskin underscore spins. That's P-I-G-S-K-I-N underscore S-P-I-N-S. So I'm sure a lot of you already follow it, but if you don't, uh, I'd appreciate it if you went and checked it out because I got some cool stuff going there. So without further ado, let's get started. So I, I guess we're going to go in chronological order. There's kind of a few, so I'm going to answer as many as I can. Uh, first question is, who will win MVP? I get this a lot on my Instagram, and you know, it, it really my answer changes every week. At the beginning of the season, I thought Kyler Murray was going to win MVP. You know, two years prior to this, we've seen second-year quarterbacks win it, so I thought that that didn't really influence my my decision, but I knew that it was like possible and wasn't too outrageous. So, you know, I had Kyler Murray winning MVP. I, I thought that, you know, he's got DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, uh, Kenyon Drake. He's got he's got a lot, a lot of uh, weapons. So, you know, I thought that he was going to he was going to have like a breakout year. And to be honest, he actually is. But but I still wouldn't mark him as my front runner right now. You know, like probably everyone else. I've got Russell Wilson. Uh, winning the MVP. So not too radical of an opinion there, not too exciting, but uh, you know, a couple other guys I've got in the mix are Aaron Rodgers, uh, Josh Allen, uh, Ryan Tannehill, but he's mm, he kind of fell off a little bit because uh, he's lost the last two games. Uh, Tom Brady, for sure, you got to have Tom Brady in there, and uh, I'm forgetting somebody, but uh, <laughs> hopefully I'll remember it. Oh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Patrick Mahomes is on there for sure, too. Next up, uh, oh, I should probably say who asks them. If I can, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. So the, that first question was from Charles Creighton Jr. And next up, we've got Tommy Hartman, 18. Can the Lions beat the Vikings? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, so oh, also, uh, the way that I kind of want to talk about the games is I'm going to integrate them in as we go through the question. So this week, uh, the Vikings beat the Packers 28 to 22. Pretty big upset there, uh, and the Lions lost to the Colts, uh, forty-one to twenty-one. So these are two teams, one probably a little better than the other in terms of record. The the Lions being three and four, Vikings being two and five, but the Vikings have momentum. They just beat the Packers, one of the best teams in the league, uh, and the Lions just lost to the Colts, who while they're good, they aren't quite top of the pack. So this is going to be a good game, you know. Uh, NFC North rivalry, you know, anything can really happen. But if I had to pick one, uh, I th- I think I'd go with the Lions. Just because uh, the Vikings are, are so dependent on uh, on Dalvin Cook, which, which actually brings us to our next question by Colin underscore Bennett 82. He said, thoughts on Vikings? Uh, you know, I think that they're an underperforming football team for how much talent they have. With that being said, they did lose a lot of talent. From last year so while I think that they're a little better than their record I don't see them making the playoffs you know they've already got five wins um I actually like Kirk Cousins I think Kirk Cousins is good uh you know people hate on him and I, I really do understand why but in this league you, you got to take what you can get when you get the quarterback you know quarterback isn't a position you want to 
underpay or let people walk. You just can't really do that. So, you know, they've got their guy in Kirk Cousins. He won them a playoff game last year. I don't, I wouldn't, Vikings fans, not, not all Viking fans, but some Vikings fans want them, want their organization to ditch him. And I don't think they should. Uh, with that being said, Kirk did not win the game against the Packers. Dalvin Cook did. I think he had four or five. I think he had five. No. Yeah, he had four touchdowns. Uh, that that's crazy you know Dalvin Cook had a monster game he scored like over 50 fantasy points which is which is really crazy he's you know in this league there's there's the running backs who are really good for their teams you know uh maybe like the Leonard Fournette's the the Alvin Kamara's the Kareem Hunt's and then there's there's the running backs who who define their team who are like these are the running backs that you would pay. You know, the Derrick Henrys, the Nick Chubbs, those guys. And then in that category falls Dalvin Cook. So Dalvin Cook, I, I don't think that the contract was, I don't think he's overpaid. I think that they, you know, they paid their biggest offensive weapon, really, which is good, which is very, very, very good for that team. On the other side of things, they're paying Kirk a lot too. And the, in that game, they basically paid him to hand the ball off. So I think that there's a medium there that, needs to be found in Minnesota and I'm not sure Mike Zimmer's the guy to do it. Next up, Alberto Borrego. Sorry if I mispronounced your last name. You think Steelers are going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, <laughs> I do. They're my favorite to go to the Super Bowl. I I've said it before, I'll say it again, I wasn't that high on them beginning of the season, you know, they went eight and eight. I knew that they were getting Ben Roethlisberger back, but I was thinking maybe ten and six to eleven and five, maybe twelve and four. But I mean, you know, they're undefeated. They're seven and zero. They just beat the Ravens. And this, if you look at their schedule, it's it's really really easy. They've got some bad teams. They've got a few other big games. You know, they play the Ravens again. But but you know, I'm not going to predict the team to go undefeated. But because you know that's pretty unrealistic. They'll probably uh, lose in an upset somewhere, or maybe they'll rest the starters the last week. I doubt they'd do that if they were fifteen and zero. But regardless, you know, I do see them getting. A loss or two in there but I but but I think that they're gonna go to the Super Bowl uh at least on the AFC side NFC side I haven't really made up my mind yet and of course this is all subject to change but if I had to pick a few teams from the NFC I would go with the Buccaneers the Packers maybe maybe one of those NFC NFC uh West teams but mm, I'm not too sold on any of those teams right now uh, next question is from Aiden M. 6 If Aaron Jones were to get hurt, what do you think the Packers would do? Or, oh no, where do you think the Packers would place? I assume he means in their division. Uh, I think they're, they're going to win that division. You know, the Bears, they got a good record, but they're, 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 they're declining. The Vikings have already lost too many games. And while the Lions, I think, are a little underrated, I don't see them finishing with a better record than the Packers. But that is a tough division. I can't lie. Um, if Aaron Jones were to get hurt, I think Aaron Jones falls into that, uh, that, that group of running backs that aren't quite like franchise team leading running backs like Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook, but you know, they're on the next level. Uh, so if he got hurt, I don't think that it would change their whole team. I think that they'd still be a winning team. They'd still make a playoff run, but he, he's definitely crucial to have. And it would it would hurt their chances for sure. So to answer your question, I'd still have him first in the NFC North, but without him, I they might struggle in the playoffs. Next 
question from Carl. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your last name. From Carl. <laughs> well, will the Bears make the playoffs after losing two straight? I don't know. I've thought I knew known. I thought I knew the Bears throughout this whole season. They they had a a rough start where well, they actually had a good start in terms of record, but you know they lost some toss or they won some toss up games. A few games were actually handed. A couple games were handed to them, and I thought, well, you know what, you're as good as your record is. And then they lose. And, oh, and then they beat the Bucks, and I was like, yeah, this team's legit. And then they lost to the Saints this week, and uh, they lost to. I'm so sorry, I can't remember who they lost to the week before, but. They've been losing games, so I, I, I really don't know. I don't think that the Bears will make the playoffs, but I'm I, I don't think they're going to, but there's a high, high chance that there's there's it's basically a fifty fifty right now. You know, we haven't we haven't seen too many wild card teams in the NFC yet. Maybe the Saints, definitely not an NFC East team. basically the wild card for the NFC is probably gonna come out of the north or the west. And I think that the Bears and Lions having a chance at the playoffs depends a lot on what ends up happening in the NFC West. Next question from Michael Williams Sr. What was the best trade before the deadline? Honestly, this was a boring, boring deadline. I didn't I didn't see any trades that made me really go like, wow. But, uh, I'm just going to look up the trades really quick here. Uh, we had... The 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 Chiefs traded running back DeAndre Washington to the Dolphins. The Dolphins traded wide receiver Isaiah Ford to the Patriots. There really weren't that many good trades. Oh, this was probably the biggest one. Uh, the Saints traded linebacker Kiko Alonso to the 49ers in exchange for a conditional fifth round pick and linebacker Quan Alexander. So I'm not. I don't think that this is the uh, the 49ers necessarily tanking like some people are saying that i think they're just trying to get rid of some cap you know they're, they they got to do a bit of a rebuild this offseason they got to figure out their quarterback situation Th- that team is injured and uh, you know at the beginning of the season they had some injuries against the jets and people said all right they're going to come back from it it might be rough for a little while but i think this was kind of an, the nail in the coffin they, they really don't have enough of a healthy team to just to, to compete in that division so they traded Quan Alexander, who I think was making like $16 million a year, to the Saints. That's That That I think was the biggest trade of the deadline. And also, um, the, the, the LA, uh, the, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the LA Chargers traded cornerback Desmond King to the Titans for a sixth round pick, I believe. That was a pretty big trade, but we, we knew he was going to get traded because he, he, he had requested that trade. And there were some issues with him and head coach Anthony Lynn. So, next question. Uh, most underrated player in the NFL by uh, that is asked by Santiago Buisan, thirty-five. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, off the top of my head, I'd go with Shaq Barrett. You know, he had nineteen and a half sacks last year, and I thought he was going to be Defensive Player of the Year, honestly. And uh, it was Stephon Gilmore. Uh, but you know, I think Shaq Barrett's a very, very underrated player. He's great. Um, and you know, I thought going into this season, coming off that monster year, I was like, man, like everyone's going to be, be pretty hyped up for this guy to play. And then the Bucks ended up getting Tom Brady and Antonio Brown, and they've been turning a lot of heads. So all of a sudden, you know, the spotlight's not really on him. And, and then in terms of being underrated, oh, well, I guess that would actually would make him more underrated. 
<laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is I thought he was going to be properly properly rated this year because you know everyone was gonna gonna focus on in on him because he had such a good year last year. But now that Tom Brady and Antonio Brown and the rest of them are are in Tampa Bay, I think that that keeps him as an underrated player. Next question by Bo Brumley, Bo Brumley nine. What do you think about Cook's performance tonight? I almost didn't start him in in my fantasy. Man, well you're lucky you you're lucky you you started him. Uh, I've gone to it a little bit. You know, four touchdowns, 50, 50 plus points. He's the identity of that team. Similarly with Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. Uh, gr- he's gr- he's great, really. You know, that's that's the running back you got to pay. You don't want to pay the Zeke Elliotts. Last question by Clayton Harbison. What do you think is generally the more important part of a team? Offense or defense? Uh, I would say defense just because you can get by with having a middle of the pack. So you can either have a middle. So the way I'm looking at this is you either have middle of the pack offense and a good defense or middle of the pack defense and a good offense. And I think you'd have to go with the better defense because then you can limit the points that get scored on you. And then as long as you don't turn the ball over on offense that much, uh, you can keep games close. If, if you're getting scored on constantly, even if you've got a good offense, you're going to lose big games. We see that with the Seahawks. They're losing to the Cardinals. We saw that with uh, with the Cowboys losing a bunch of games, even though they were putting up crazy numbers with Dak Prescott earlier this season. So that's it in terms of questions. I, I, wish, I, I wish I had gotten a few more, but... Uh, you know, I'm appreciative for the ones I did get. I think that was about 10 or I think that was 11 questions. So if you if you ask me a question, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm probably going to do this again, or I might turn it into like a segment where I do this every episode. I'll probably do a little less if I if I turn it into a segment. But uh, that actually brings me to my next point. So this is week eight. Uh, I've We've made it through halfway of the season. And after halfway, after week eight, I wanted to kind of upgrade my podcast. You know, first eight weeks, I just wanted to become comfortable talking on the microphone and just maybe doing a few interviews, which we did. And so now that we're past that halfway point, I'm really excited to kind of to, to, to make to improve this podcast. So uh, next next week's gonna be really good. I'm, I'm gonna do a lot a lot of things because that's that's past halfway point. So so make sure to tune in for that. Some of them, some more of the games that didn't really get. I'm just gonna go over through the list actually. So the Falcons beat the Panthers 25 to four. Uh, sorry, 25 to 17. That was uh, Thursday night football. Falcons improved to two and six under their interim head coach. Uh, the Panthers, mm, I think they're three and five. While I like their coach, uh, I'm not sure that. You know, some people thought that they were gonna make the playoffs. They're not, <laughs> not in that division, but. I still like them. You know, they're, they're rebuilding properly. I love the way that they're rebuilding. I love their head coach, and uh, I think they're doing a very good job. Next up, Vikings beat the Packers 28-22. to We've talked about that a lot. The Titans lost to the Bengals 31-20. to This was a huge game. I had a lot of fun watching this one. This is like Joe Burrow's first game where he played well, and he actually got help from his team, or from, more importantly, from the defense. He, he plays well every game. He's my favorite rookie quarterback. I think he's the best. There is an argument to be made for Justin Herbert, but, you know, uh, per, me personally, I, I'm going with Joe Burrow 10 times out of 10. I think that, you know, you can just tell when you watch him that he he really loves football. He lives and breathes football. And I'm, I'm not saying Justin Herbert doesn't, but there's just something about Joe Burrow. You know, I think he's got 
he's got that it factor. And so it was it was really, really fun to watch him win a big game, you know, against a good Tennessee Titans team who only had one loss coming into that game. So that was that was great. The Chiefs beat the Jets 35 to 9. That was Le'Veon Bell's revenge game. You know, they're playing the Jets. Not too much to talk about there. Of course they won. Colts and Lions, 41 to 21. Colts won. I thought that the Lions were going to put up much more of a fight, but unfortunately, they did not, and it was not necessarily a blowout, but second half, it really wasn't that close. I think that Phillip Rivers, people are hating on Phillip Rivers, you know, that he turned the ball over a lot earlier in the season, but I think at this point, he's he's doing pretty good. He's doing very well, and he's 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 a good enough player for the Colts. He's a good enough quarterback for the Colts to bring him where they need to be right now. In the future, they're going to have to go with another option. The Steelers beat the Ravens 28-24. to This was probably the biggest game of the week. The huge AFC North rivalry. A lot of people thought that the Ravens were going to win. A lot of people thought the Steelers were going to win. I picked the Steelers to win first half. I was kind of <laughs> regretting that. And then second half, they made the comeback. So that was that was really cool. Uh, it was a close game, honestly. Lamar had like four turnovers. Uh, so, you know, the knock on Lamar right now is like it is whenever he loses a big game is that he can't win big games. And prior to this, I didn't necessarily agree because, you know, he was only really losing the playoffs, which there was a small sample size for, and to the Chiefs, who have like consistently been the best team in the NFL recently. But now that, you know, I really think about it, he ha- whenever he plays like a huge game like that, he does the same thing. He turns it over a lot and you can tell he's not quite as a as decisive. So I hope that Lamar can win a big, big regular season game, prime time. He, I've seen that he can win like the the games that are pretty big but not huge. But I need him to win like one of those big, big games before the playoffs come, so that I don't need to be worried when I'm watching him in the divisional round, maybe even the wild card round. The Dolphins beat the Rams twenty-eight to seventeen. This. The score makes that sound way closer than it was. Jared Goff played awfully. He or played awful. He he looked horrible. Uh, I watched a lot of that game because I want to see Tua's first start. Uh, a lot of people are saying Tua didn't do much. That is true. He did not do much. With that being said, he did not do poorly. He did fine. Uh, he didn't really have to do much. The defense and the special teams helped him out a lot. So I'm excited to look. For, I'm excited to look forward to. Uh, some more of those Dolphins games. And like I've said before, I believe the Rams are pretenders. The Rams are not good. They beat the the NFC East. uh, And then they lost to the Dolphins. So really, they're not that good, I don't think. The Bills beat the Patriots 24-21. This was a really close game. Cam Newton fumbled in the red zone uh, on a a potential game-tying or even potential game-winning drive. Uh, And then that that sealed the game. Uh, It was... You know, I, I felt bad for him. He he knows that he's disappointed with how he's doing. Uh, New England fans are disappointed with how the team's doing. Everyone was disappointed. And, you know, while nobody, if you're not a Patriots fan, you probably don't like the Patriots, it's rough to see Cam Newton, someone who worked so hard, given another chance to play for another team, and he genuinely cares so much. And it was just, you know, I was happy that for the Bills that they won, because if they had lost that, that would have not been good for their team. But... I also felt bad for Cam. 
The Raiders beat the Browns 16 to 6. Baker Mayfield looked bad. The Browns looked bad. The Raiders looked meh, honestly. Uh, it was a cold game in Cleveland, so I wouldn't take too much away from this game. But it was it was actually a pretty fun one to watch. I watched towards the end. Broncos beat the Chargers 31 to 30. This was a huge comeback uh, by the Broncos in Denver. It was actually a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I feel bad for Justin Herbert. I think Anthony Lynn, I don't think he's a bad coach, but there's something going on in for in LA I, and for the Chargers. I don't know what it is. I can't put a finger on it, but the, the kind of the, the tangible thing that they keep doing is that they keep losing close games. But I can't tell why. You know, they've got good players. They've got good QB play. I don't think that they have a bad coaching staff. I don't know what it is. I don't think that they have a bad culture. I'm going to try to figure that out because the, the more I watch the Chargers, you know, I watch them against the Saints. I watch them almost beat the Saints with Justin Herbert. I watch them play Aaron Rodgers, and I watch them play Tom Brady close. And then he loses a game like this that he really, really should have had to a weak Denver team. So I don't know what's up there. The Saints beat the Bears 26-23 to in overtime. The story of this game is really just that the Bears don't have an offense. And it's not it's not a lack of weapons. You know, they've got Allen Robinson, Miller, uh, Mooney. No, sorry. Does Miller play on the Bears? I think he does. <laughs> sorry about that. But Mooney and, uh, you know, it's not their fault. And it's not bad running back play either. And it's actually not bad quarterback play from what I can tell. I think Nick Foles is actually a pretty good quarterback. The issue lies in the offensive line. They've got a... Uh, they almost can't really do anything because they didn't make a a trade deadline move so i want to see what they do they either got to coach them up or sign some free agents or something because that don't line needs help they got some calls in that game that really helped them and some fourth down conversions so that game might not have been that close without those but still it was the offensive line holding them back seahawks beat the 49ers 37 to 27 uh like i said i think the 49ers season it's not over. They're still going to win some games that they should lose. They're still going to lose some games that they should win. But realistically, I don't see them making making much more making more of a splash in the NFC West just because of how hard that division is, how strong it is, and because of the lack or just so many injuries going on in San Francisco. George Kittle's out for like eight weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo's Jimmy Garoppolo's out for six. So yeah, not looking too hot for those guys. Uh, last. Oh, no, sorry. Sunday night, the Eagles beat the Cowboys 23-9. to Score was... Score makes it seem closer... Or, sorry. This game was closer than the score says. The Eagles really got gifted a touchdown. And had Ben DiNucci making his first career start not turned the ball over after Carson Wentz's first fumble, I think that this is a different game. Because even if they just get a field goal there, they've got significant momentum. But that was really the point where I was like, when Ben DiNucci threw that first pick... Or no, it was actually a fumble. I was like, "Wow, like they're really not going to be able to get this done, no matter how bad the Eagles play." Because Eagles played awful, but regardless, they were still able to come out with a win just because of how weak the Cowboys are. Last up, uh, last night we watched the Buccaneers play the Giants. The Buccaneers won twenty-five to twenty-three. The Giants missed a two-point conversion, and my takeaway from this game is two things: the Buccaneers didn't come ready to play. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I still think that they're one of the best in the league. But they definitely underrated the opponent, their opponent in the Giants. And the second thing is, well, actually, it's a two-part thing. First, Joe Judge is the coach for for uh, the New York Giants, and the players are really fighting hard for him. They're playing hard. 
And I think he's the future there. I think they got a good coach there. And the second part of it is that Daniel Jones, he did not play well. I don't want to say it was his fault for losing the game because he was a lot of the reason that they were in it. But on that two-point conversion, he hesitated and threw it late. And it was a bad throw on top of that. He should have thrown it more in front of him. So it, was, it was really was his fault that they didn't get that, that, that play. And then he also had, I think, was it two or four turnovers? I'm sorry. I'm not having a rough memory today. But that was not a good game for him. And the Buccaneers are honestly pretty lucky that they got away with that one. They got the win there. All right, everybody. Well, that wraps it up for today's episode. Uh, just to clarify a few more things. Sorry if I wasn't clear enough. Uh, this episode, the, the Q&A at the beginning... I might try to incorporate a little bit of that into every episode from here on out. It probably won't be that long, but I'll just pick a few of my favorite questions and maybe get to them real quick. And throughout the rest of the of the NFL season, I want to make every episode a little longer with a little more depth. I'm probably going to record it over multiple days, but I just wanted to get this first half of the season. Just I just wanted to get it done, do it well, and do it properly so that so that I can improve from here. So thank you all for listening, and uh, I will see you guys next time. Once again, if you want to follow my Instagram, it's pigskin underscore spins. And I appreciate you guys for listening. See you guys soon. Bye.